This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 2nd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Lawmakers mold disaster aid. EPA sets biofuel plan. What ban Mexican corn browers look ahead? Ag disaster aid is in the mix. Farm groups are appealing to Congress for a fresh round of assistance to cover losses from drought and other disasters this year. The groups want the funding included in a fiscal 2023 omnibus spending bill that lawmakers hope to pass this month. Farm and ranch families from across the country continue to be harmed by extraordinary natural disasters, that including severe and chronic drought gripping much of the United States, Hurricane Ian damaging freezes in the southeastern U.S. earlier this year, late planting due to flooding and other weather conditions, to name only a few hardships facing producers in 2022, the group say in a letter to senior House and Senate appropriators. The Farm Credit Council and the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives signed the letter along with groups representing a wide range of commodities, including Corn, cotton, soybeans, rice, sorghum, peanuts, and wheat. Now take note, House Appropriations Chairwoman Rosa Delario of Connecticut confirmed to AgriPulse yesterday that ag disaster relief was under discussion during negotiations over the year-end spending bill. We're looking at a whole disaster package, she said. Three-year RFS plan met with mixed reaction. The ethanol industry is applauding EPA's proposed biofuel targets for 2023 through 2025, but the biodiesel and advanced biofuel sector says the numbers don't reflect the fast growth in renewable diesel and other products. The overall RFS would grow from 20.8 billion gallons in 2023 $22.7 $22.7 billion in 2025. An and analysis by biofuel advocate Larry Schaefer suggests there could be more room for growth in biodiesel and renewable diesel, assuming ethanol doesn't meet its targets under the plan. If the U.S. only uses 13.8 billion gallons of ethanol a year, some 935 million more gallons of biodiesel or renewable diesel would be needed to offset the ethanol shortfall, he calculates. That would push the total RFS demand for biodiesel and renewable diesel to nearly 4.4 billion gallons in 2025. That compared to 3.5 billion to 3.9 billion gallons this year, he said. He says that would be, quote, decent growth, but not extraordinary. Now, take note, the proposed rule includes regulations allowing biogas that's used for powering electric vehicles to be eligible for the RFS. Under the plan, car manufacturers could register with the agency and generate the credits or e-rents. EV demand accounts for a significant portion of the overall increase in the RFS. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. 
but changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. CFTC Chairman, FTX Collapse, not our fault. The collapse of the cryptocurrency trading platform, FTX, is a touchy issue on Capitol Hill. FTX founder Sam Brankman-Fried has been a major donor to Democrats and has been advising lawmakers on how digital assets should be regulated. But one person who isn't taking the fall for the FTX collapse is the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Rostin Benham. Benham told the Senate Ag Committee yesterday his uh, agency had no authority over FTX, with the exception of the Ledger X clearinghouse that FTX created. Benham said he had 10 meetings with Bankman Freed, but those conversations were mostly about Ledger X, which the CFTC chairman insisted is in sound condition. Now take note, Bankman Freed was a vocal supporter of a bill sponsored by leaders of the Agriculture Committee to regulate digital assets. But as it turns out, FTX was, quote, far out of compliance with the bill's requirements, Benham said. Mexico buying 2023 U.S. corn despite a pending ban. Mexico is scheduled to implement a ban on genetically modified corn to in January of 2024, but that's not stopping trade. Mexican buyers in two recent weeks have contracted to buy uh, over 628,000 metric tons of U.S. corn for delivery in the 23-24 market a year. That's according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. U.S. farmers won't uh, even be planting that crop until next spring, and the 23-24 market a year doesn't begin until September 1 of next year, by the way. Mexico already is buying a lot of corn from this year's crop. The Ford Agriculture Service says Mexico contracted to buy over 387,000 tons during the week of November 18 to 24, 1.7 million tons during the previous week. Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador said earlier this week that he would be willing, under certain conditions, to exempt U.S. feed corn from the schedule ban, but no details have been reached as yet. Mitigation proposed as part of Carbrel ban. EPA is proposing to prohibit ground applications of carbaryl insecticide within 25 feet of aquatic habitats to protect non-target species. That restriction is included in a proposed interim registration decision released yesterday. The insecticide is used on a wide variety of food and feed crops, as well as in turf management, ornamental production, rangeland, and residential settings, according to EPA. EPA also is proposing a pilot program to examine the effects of mitigation measures in protecting four federally protected species, including Upper Columbia River steelhead trout. Agencies urge to incorporate Native American insight. The Biden administration is encouraging federal agencies to seek out and use indigenous knowledge in their scientific and policy decisions. 
agencies can ensure that indigenous knowledge holders are included in funding allocation decisions and can ensure that merit-based funding decisions involving scoring rubrics that value indigenous knowledge on par with other forms of evidence and methods of inquiry. New guidance issued yesterday says agencies should also develop evaluation criteria that includes indigenous methodologies and approaches to ensure that indigenous knowledge is not inappropriately disadvantaged in the review process. Council on Environmental Quality Chair Brenda Mallory says tribal communities, quote, have expertise uh, in critical to finding solutions to the climate crisis and protecting our nation's ecosystems. Well, here's today's He Said It. There's really no way around it. We screwed this up. That Senator Tommy Tuberville, the Alabama Republican on the FTX collapse. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, December 2nd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.